Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. All right, y'all ready? Are you ready? Let's get into it. Father, we do thank you for the word this morning. We ask that you think through my mind and speak through my lips words that will edify, exhort, comfort, and provoke change in the lives of each and every individual here under the sound of my voice and also those who are listening to us by way of the internet. Uh, I ask, Father, that you um, give us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And Father, I thank you and praise you that as your word declares uh, that uh, you help us to understand the height, the depth, the width of your love for us and that to know that you're able to do it exceedingly above all that we could ever ask or even think according to the power of your word that is on the inside of us. We also thank you once more uh, for protecting us. We thank you that your blood covers us covers every entry point into our lives, and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony on what that blood has accomplished on our behalf. We thank you, Father, for uh, that you are indeed our shield and our buckler. You are our refuge. You are the high place. You've set us in the cleft of the rock, and we thank you for protecting us all around. We declare, Father, that your favor surrounds us like a shield. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let's get into it a little further. Um, we're going to talk and possibly end our, our message on the power of hope today. And I just want to bring you back to the memory of the song that, that began this whole series of teaching. Um, on Christ the solid rock I stand. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. I, I pray that that is your reality now, that, that all, it is on Christ the solid rock that we all stand, and that all other ground is sinking sand. And we found that to be true. Uh, this song is very true. All other ground is sinking sand. There's nothing else. And, and some of them not only sunk, some of them disappeared. And, um, and so we need to understand that about the Word of God, that it is still standing. It's why we have hope today. It's why we are victorious. It's why we expect um, uh, a con we have a confident expectation of a coming good. We believe that God is always, God is pronoying us. He, he's always thinking about our good. He's a good, good God. He's a good Father. It says also, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. In other words, no matter what's coming on all types of things, our anchor stands still. We're, we're not moved. We're, we may be pushed around a little bit. We may feel the impact of the winds and the storms, but we're not moving. Our anchor stands even when the storms are raging up against us. His oath, his covenant, we talked about that last week, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. And then the last part of the uh, verse says, When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before his throne. That is the message of the gospel, all encapsulated in this one song. Everything that we believe and teach is found in that song. And I'm so grateful to the author of this song because uh, he, he heard from God. He heard from the Spirit of God on it. So we've talked about many things. We're going to go back to our, our foundational scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. I won't read it at this time, but it talks about uh, the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And when the storms came, the foolish man's house was blown apart and the wise man's house uh, remain standing. Well, that's who we are. We're the wise people because we have built our house and are building our house on the rock of the Word of God. And then Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. How many of you have run into problems and trials? How many of you are in a problem or a trial even now? Even our nation is in a problem and a trial. It says, We rejoice. 
when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. And this hope, which differentiates it from other hopes, and this hope, this particular kind of hope, will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And I want to just stop right there and make a statement. I was listening before coming in this morning, uh, 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 something on one of the news channels, uh, one of the Sunday morning programs that we uh, normally don't get a chance to look at because we are on our way to church. Um, uh, But this morning they were talking about the noise level across the world has gone down. It has gone down and, and, and people are hearing sounds that they've not heard before. Even, even bees humming. That they, that, that they can actually hear the honeybees making honey. And, and the, 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 the people who check on seismic technology, they use their technology. They, they can hear uh, volcanoes from a distance now. Because the noise level of our communities, our cities, have gone down aggregately all around the world they've all gone down and so we're hearing things that we that have always existed but we just have been too loud humans have been too loud our lifestyles have been too loud they even showed that, that in buckingham palace the guy that sits there the soldier that sits amongst uh, that's out there that's marching around they said that most of the time the steps are full of people and you can't hear him marching they, they said, if you listen very good, you can hear his, his, the stamp, stomp of his feet. And sure enough, you could hear and him coming to a halt. Well, I think this applies to us as well. The Holy Spirit is in our lives today to, to give us the assurance that everything is okay. But when we're so very busy and our minds are so loud, we can't hear him assuring us of his love assuring us if everything is all right. But, but how many of you have heard the Holy Spirit in these last few weeks? How many of you have listened to him talk to you and, and minister to you and tell you things like, it's going to be okay, all is all right, and I love you? Those are the voices of the Holy Spirit. Then when we're so very busy, we can't hear that. But when we are still, when we're so very still, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. He talks to us about the still, small voice. But when we're so very active, we can't be assured of the things of God. And then our hope level goes down. And then we, we, because of our hope going down, we get into disappointment and despair. And we kind of cast off restraints. So those are the things that happen. The, uh, this kind of hope that we have when we are listening to the Holy Spirit, he just confidently feeds us with hope. He's our corner man. He's out there telling us, hey, you got this, man. You got this. You can do this. You got it. He's, he's right there in the corner with us. Go back out there in the ring. Sometimes we're willing to want to give up, you know, give up and stay, you know, throw in the towel, as it were. But the corner man is saying, no, hey, you got this. You, he, you're the victor. And so the Holy Spirit is our corner man. But if you can imagine a corner man that can't talk or a corner man that everything around him is so loud that he can't get your attention, then he is no, uh, no uh, um uh, he, he's really not very helpful to us. So the Holy Spirit, I believe, is becoming more prominent in our lives as that, that uh, inward witness, that, that still small voice, that invisible guest in our, in our soul. So we talked about what is hope, and we said several different things. And one thing I want you to pull out is hope primarily is confident expectation. Hope is surety, a guarantee of fulfillment. Hope is the word of God. Hope is the word of God. We found out in Ephesians chapter 2, that uh, latter part of that, that scripture says, um, for, for um, let's see if I can find it. It says, and you lived in this world without God and without hope. So we know that without God means to be without hope. To be without God means to be without hope. He says, we didn't have a covenant with God. And if you don't have a covenant or a contract with God, then you really are doing things hopelessly. And we're going to get into that a little more uh, this morning. Uh, so... 
Hopelessness is simply not having a covenant with God. Hopelessness is when men come to the end of their own human ability and human effort. Hopelessness happens when man has no answer to a problem. Hopelessness is embedded in the certain or, or in uncertainty of the future. And hopelessness happens when man is nothing more, has nothing more to look forward to. Let me just say that when, when there's human hope and when there's disappointment, you find out that people really do cast off restraint. In other words, they, they find a need to comfort. Um, they use all kinds of things to comfort them uh, because they're, they're living hopeless. They're li- they only live for the now. And when you're only living for the now, you need something to comfort you uh, in the present tense. That's why people binge on things. That's why people do drugs. That's why people have outrageous hobbies that they're overcome by, I believe, because of a, of a sense of hopelessness. Like, all I have is right now. But we, that's not all we have. We don't just have right now. As a matter of fact, if all we have is right now, then, then, then the Bible says then we, what we should do is just go and, and cast off our restraints too and live haphazardly. But we have hope. We, we have a future. And so those are the types of things that, that when we keep that in mind, um, uh, then we live a lifestyle that is, that is consistent with the hope that we have. So let's get to Hebrews chapter 11. Now, there's a lot of things, and you need to go back and listen to those other things, but Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. You've, you know this scripture. You, if you've been in this church for any time, you've heard this scripture before, and you've heard teachings on it. I want to go back to it today, and we're going to talk about it in particular and several different things that shows how the, the people in the book of Hebrews, uh, how they had hope. So uh, uh, Hebrews 11, 1. Hebrews 11.1, 1. it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. So in this, and I want to read it also out of the New King James Version, which is the one that we're probably most familiar with. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. So now this is talking about faith, but it does have the word hope in here. So let's take a look and see what he's trying to tell us about hope in these particular scriptures. So if we go back to the New Literal Translation again, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for, or now faith is, now faith is the substance of the hope, the substance of hope. Now faith is the substance of the things that we hope for. So what does that have to do with what we're talking about right now? Well, what I would say to you is this, several things actually, and that is, number one, Number one, there is, there is no hope without faith. There is no hope without faith. Now, you need to grab hold of that. There is no hope without faith. So, hope is embedded in faith. In other words, if you get the faith, you also get the hope. If you don't have hope, it's because you don't have faith. Does that make sense? If you get the, if you get the faith, then embedded in faith is hope. Embedded in faith is hope. So let me just read several things to you uh, that just kind of came to my mind concerning that particular scripture. It says, there is no hope without faith. What, what I derive from it, there is no faith without hope. Hope is embedded in faith. In other words... If you get faith, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith, when we get faith, we also get hope. Hope is not faith, but you cannot have hope without faith. All right? Let me read that again. Hope is not faith, 
But you cannot have hope without faith. Now, this is all Bible faith, though, and Bible hope. Because the difference between Bible faith and Bible hope, and we're talking about hope, and, and human hope, is that human hope is more of a wish. There's, there's nothing concrete about it. It's not normally, it's not substantiated by anything other than that person's word. So the, the quality of your hope is based upon the quality of the person who said something to you or something that you see. And if no one is saying anything to you and, and there, there's no reason uh, to necessarily believe in it, all it is is a pipe dream. It's really not hope at all. Bible hope. What is Bible hope? Bible, is a con- Bible hope is a confident expectation that this is really going to happen. What gives us our, our confident expectation? Based on these two immutable things, the promise and the oath, right? We learned that last week. On these two immutable, unchangeable things about God th- is what we base our hope on. In other words, the quality of anyone's hope is based upon the person who we are deriving the hope from. How many of you know some people that if they tell you something, you don't believe it? You don't have any hope when they say it. It's like, well, that ain't going to happen. You have very little hope. Or, or even for ourselves, we can tell ourselves some things. And maybe, maybe we, we've, we've had a level of success at accomplishing things, so we're very hopeful based upon a self-ability, uh, self-reliance, self-sufficiency. But also there are some things out here, if everything you've got in your life, you are able to do it on your own strength and on your own might, then you probably have had very small hopes. Because the kind of hope I'm talking about, it takes only God can do it. Only God can accomplish it. There are people who have, have had a tremendous amount of um, self-reliance and, and uh, have truly believed in their ability to accomplish things, but they have gotten sick and they, don't, they couldn't do anything about that. That was outside of their ability to fix it. And so now they're in a mess. Do they have a covenant with God? Do they have a contract with God that tells them that still everything is going to be all right? Well, well, we do. As a matter of fact, um, in the Word of God, when we talk about faith being a hope being embedded in faith, uh, it doesn't, it, it's not a stretch of our imagination to understand that, that, that God, as, as he did with Abraham, Abraham said, how will I know that you're going to do this? And God went and he cut the lambs in two and he cut the pigeons in two and he walked down the midst of them. And he said, this is how you know through this covenant. Well, he's also given us a covenant. And he says, if, if I spared not my own son, how will I not freely with him give you all things? So that's our hope there. That, that's our confidence there is the blood of Jesus Christ, is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, he said, if it were not for the resurrection, we would all be men most miserable. And as a matter of fact, we should live our lives the way we see fit to live it. But we don't have to live that way because we have a sure hope based upon the promises of God, based upon a blood covenant with God. So our hope and the quality of our hope is based upon the giver of the one who said it would be. And so when we look at those things, we want to look a little deeper into um, these particular scriptures. It says there is the, the, the faith, faith plus hope equals, faith plus hope equals substance. In other words, what gives tangibility, what gives substance, what makes it something is faith. Faith almost blows into our hope a reality, like this really is the truth. This really is obtainable. This really I have. See, see when, 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 we, um, when we sat down on this seat, we have given substance to that seat. We've given substance to that seat. That seat promises us, us that it will su- support us. If we sit on it, it will support our, our weight. So when we sit down on there, before we even sit there, the substance of it is that seat will support me. Well, the Word of God is the same way. 
When we act on the word of God, when we believe God's word, it gives substance to our hope. What is our hope? Well, I want to be well. I want to be protected. I want, I want my family to go well. I, I, want, uh, I want to be an instrument of, of God to do good in the earth realm. Well, where, how do you know that's going to come to pass? Because of his word. So have faith, have hope. The reason a lot of people are hopeless, even Christians, is because they don't have faith. The reason a lot of people are hopeless is because they don't have faith. Because when we have faith, we also get hope. What is hope? I mean, what is faith? We already said it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the substance. And what is faith? Faith is acting on the Word of God. Well, how can you act on the Word of God when you don't know the Word of God? When you're not spending time in the Word of God? When you're not meditating on the Word of God, when you're not ruminating on the Word of God, when you're not spending time in the Word of God, how can you know the God if, and, and have faith if we're not spending time, consistent time with the Word of God? When we're not making confessions of, 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 of faith, confessions of faith over our lives, how can we have hope? So that's the reason a lot of people are hopeless is because there's not enough time spent with the Word of God, hearing the Word of God, and then acting like the Word of God is true. And that, that doesn't, that's, that's, that's what we, a lot of say people will say, well, that's the, the people outside. No, if, if we as, as believers are not spending time with God in his word, then we too are hopeless. Our hopelessness is that we don't have, we don't have substance, we don't have substance to the things we're saying we're hoping for. And unless you have substance, if this thing becomes uns, unsustainable, or, or, or no substance to it. Like if someone says, oh, there's a chair there, George, right here, where there's no chair at. You think I'm going to sit down? No. It's, it's substance because it's something real about it. And the Word of God has to become that to you and I. It has to be something that we are so convinced of that it moves us. That's how you know you're convinced of it. Does that make sense? Faith is acting on the word of God. One person said it like this in the book of James. He said, you show me my, your faith by your, your oh, let, me see, let, me, let me get it straight. He said, if you show me your faith by, by, uh, by your belief, I'll show you mine by my works, basically is what it's saying. I don't know if I quoted it correctly or not. But he's saying that faith without corresponding action is not faith. And so that means that it's not mixed up with any hope. My corresponding action to sit down on that chair is that I believe that chair will sustain my weight. And same it is with us. If we have hope, true Bible hope, that means we're acting on the Word of God. That means that whatever God said to us is real to us. It's a real thing. It's, it's like, yes, I got this thing right now. That's what it means to have true Bible hope. So let's look at some more scriptures here. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. See, the Bible tells us that devils believe and tremble, but they don't act on it. They don't act on it. No, ain't no devil repenting that I know of, that I've heard of. None of them are going back to God and saying, hey, we missed it. We messed up. We, 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 we acted the fool, you know. Satan was acting crazy, and we, we just got caught up with him, and, and we turned around. Hey, can we, we come back? I don't know what God would say, but I think he might just say, yeah, come on back. I mean, that's consistent with his nature, isn't it? All through the Bible, we see that people who humble themselves before God and repent, that God receives them back and shows them mercy. They acted on it. They acted on the word of God. The, the devils believe and tremble. Many of us believe we have mentally ascend to the truth of God's word, but we never act on it. Even some of you that are watching us uh, virtually right now, maybe you're listening for the very first time, and you're going to have an opportunity after all this is said and done, after all this, uh, this uh, we get lifted and we're able to move around again, I pray that you won't 
give, you won't, you won't lose what you've been learning uh, through the Word. Not only just here, but throughout all of the uh, uh, mediums that you're listening to of the Word of God. The only way that it truly works for you and then you gain hope from it is that you act on it. Faith is acting on the Word of God. And so when you get out of here, the Bible talks about how the Word comes and it falls on three, four kinds of a ground. And when that word comes out, some of it falls on stony ground, some of it falls on, on ground on top of the, the earth, and some of it falls amongst the weeds, but some of it falls on the good ground. And when it falls on the good ground, they hear it, and they do it, and they observe it, and they act on that word, and it produces 30, 60, 100 fold. You want to be in that category. You don't want to be in the category when everything starts moving around, you start moving around also. You start going also, and you forget about the time that you were quiet and God began to speak to you and you began to evaluate your life and you began to think about uh, your own way of living and you began to think about what is it like to have Jesus come down on the inside of your heart and you begin to have a hope in your life outside of all of the things that used to, you used to have hope in. I pray that you don't forget that, that you'll continue to stay with the Word of God and listen to the Word of God. So Hebrews 11, listen to this. This kind of goes along with what I just said, Hebrews eleven six. It says, Hebrews eleven six, and it is impossible to please God without faith. And what's included in faith? Hope, right? It's impossible to please God apart from faith, which gives us hope, right? Faith is, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. So inside of Faith is hope. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's the hope right there. <laughs> that is the hope right there. That God rewards those who diligently seek him. God rewards those who seek after him, who come after him. That's the hope. So when, when, when we are believing God, when we have the word of God, boom. And we stay with the word of God. The reward is the hope. The hope is that God will come through. God will do this. God will take care of this. God has this. God is going to make, take care of this. That is the reward. He says, and God, God rewards those who diligently seek him. Diligently seeking him doesn't mean seeking him only on Sunday. Diligently seeking him doesn't mean seeking him only on Wednesday. Diligently seeking him means that every day now we take time to spend time in the word of God. We take time to listen to God. We take time to, to act like God's word is true. And correct ourselves when we're not acting that way. And to be quick to repent. He said, God rewards. That is the hope there. That is the confident expectation of a coming good. God is going to reward me. I, don't, I can't feel it because remember, hope, hope means, faith means you don't have it. Y'all be don't understand that. In a natural, we don't have it. Does that make sense? Faith means, faith means, and hope means <laughs> that you don't have it in your hands right now, but you're acting like you do. You're, 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 you're talking like you do. You're walking like you do because you believe that what God said, God will do. What God said, God will do. And as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that we, because we act that way and we talk that way and we live that way with nothing seemingly tangible in our hands to, to give evidence to it other than his word, he says that we are deemed by the world as foolish. First Corinthians, it says God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Many people don't understand why it is that we're, we're here and we're still propagating the gospel. We're still speaking the word of God when it looks like we're going backwards. We're not going backwards. We're looking forward. Our, everything we do when we do the word of God is looking backwards to see what God has done, but looking forward to the reward that comes from, from believing what God has done. And so we're not foolish, not even the least bit. It's foolishness not to believe this. 
It's foolish to act like this word is not true. It's foolish to continue living life uh, uh, like everything's going to be all right. As soon as Corona lifts, we're going to be straight. You know, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be good. We're going to go back and doing the same things we used to do when before we did No, no, no. And some of you are in a drunken stupor during this time. All you're doing is waiting for this time to pass. You're drinking alcohol. You're drinking beer. You're, you're getting slushed in the mind and all that kind of stuff. Sober up. Wake up. Don't allow this time that God has given us to reset, to rethink about our lives, and we're, we're, we're gorging ourselves away. No, that's not the time for that. The time is for God said, quiet everyone. Stop everything because I need to get your attention before, you can't, before I can't get your attention anymore. And so it's important for you to understand that God has given us his hope and you are taking a little side journey, a little rest area, rest time for now for seven weeks now, just for you to just be quiet, quiet your soul down and listen to God for a change. Listen to God for a moment. Listen to what he's saying to you out there. He wants you. You know, I, you know sometimes I, I think history is going to tell us that this may have been one of the best things that ever happened to us. I truly believe that. I believe for our generation that history might tell us that this was one of the best things that could ever happen to mankind, a pandemic. I'm not talking about the deaths and all of that kind of stuff. Don't get not mixed up and I'm not talking about, you know, no, I'm not saying any of that right there. You know, I, I hate it. But, but, but if, 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 if these things like this allow man to slow down long enough to hear the voice of God, then it's a good thing. You know, many times people have funerals, right? And, and, and people you ain't seen in years, never even down to church, gangsters, you know, uh, pol- no, <laughs> bad folk coming to church for, 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 for this message. And then, they, then, then we take the time to preach the gospel to them. They, they're taking a brief moment out of their time to consider the things of God. So though the death may have been tragic for the family, may have been mournful for the family, may have hurt the family, but God is dispensing the word of God in that setting so that people who normally are running, doing all kinds of things, are now listening to the voice of God. I don't know how many people, I guarantee there's been, a hunt, there's been many a folk that have sat in the pews uh, doing a funeral and have gotten saved have received Jesus Christ into their life at a funeral. Slowed down. Stopped. Stopped moving. Took the time to come and, and, and show their respects. And God speaks to them. Well, I think that this is, this is a dirge. This is a, this is a, a, a time in which we are in, in, a, in a state, as it were, a state of mourning as a, as a country. For us to sit back and say, what it had... And, and it's not what is God speaking to me. What has God been saying all the time? You understand? You know, them bees and birds and volcanoes and marchers, all those sounds were out there before. It wasn't like they all of a sudden showed up. You understand? It wasn't like they just all of a sudden, oh, now we can hear, now we can hear uh, the, 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 the whatever, the, you know, the what? Soldiers marching, yeah. Now we can hear them. No, they've been marching all the time. Bees have been making honey all the time. You know? Birds have been flapping and chirping all the time. It's just that we have not been able to hear them. So it's not like, okay, now, now that y'all slowed up, I'm going to speak to you. No, God's been speaking. He's been speaking. He's like he hadn't stopped speaking. He's been speaking all the time. We just have not been listening. We've not been quiet enough. We've not quiet our soul enough to listen to what God is trying to say to us. So hope is a wonderful thing that comes and is embedded in faith. The more we hear the word of God, the more we act on the word of God, hope, hope comes. The reward. We, we, we sense a reward coming our way. Now listen to what some of these people did in the Bible because they had faith and hope. Listen to this and then we'll close out. Hebrews chapter um, 
7, chapter 11, verse 7. It says, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Now, this is a good one right here because think about it for a minute. Noah is making a ship when there's never been rain before. <laughs> y'all hear that? There's never been rain before, folk, and Noah's making a ship. Prior to this, there's never been rain. Rain had never touched the earth. And so when the Bible speaks of that 40 days and 40 nights of rain, that's the first time there had been 40 days and 40 nights of rain. And then the earth in itself, itself it, it, the water within the earth gave up, gave loose, and it, it broke forth. The wells up under the earth broke forth, and all of that water came. Can you imagine how the people must have been thinking? <laughs> Here is Noah pounding on some wood. And he said, and they said, what are you doing, man? Well, I'm making a... I'm making an ark. What is an ark, first of all? Well, God's told me that there's going to be a major flood. What's a flood? Uh, well, that means, he, you know, I'm just taking it from God. <laughs> that means the water is going to cover all the earth, and, and you need to get on here, otherwise you're going to get taken down. And so, you know who the only people that believed him? Y'all know the story. Is his family. And everybody else got washed away. Well, I want you to consider right now, what is God building in your time that you need, you, <laughs> you need to think about, you need to concern yourself with. Somebody's speaking to you, telling you, get on the doggone ark, man. There's a flood coming. And you got a time, opportunity to, to do so. You know, look, think about it. I don't know. I can't remember the actual time it took Noah to build the ark. But what if, we, what if this is kind of arc-like right now, that God in the midst of this time right now is telling us, hey, get on, get on this ark. Get on Jesus right now. Get on it. You know, you may think it's foolish. You may think, you know, these, these Christians, they don't know what they're doing. But here's what God will tell you. God will say, don't suppress the truth in your unrighteousness. You know the truth because you can see it by the things that can be witnessed by creation. You know it. Don't deny it. You do know it. You know it. When you go out and take your nat nature hikes, you can see creation. And you know man had nothing to do with it. And you know that there got to be a higher being. You know that. And you're lying if you say you don't know that. So God has given us a time. We're building an ark. You can get on this ark and you can, you can roll away. You, you've got hope for a better future if you jump on the ark of Jesus Christ right now. Get on there. He loves you. Why would you not want to be on the ark with the one who loves you most? So Noah was building this ark, right? And as he's building ark, he's got hope. He doesn't even know why he's building it other than that God said it. And that's all we really need. God said it. And, uh, and so, so we show, see where uh, Noah is, is doing this thing. And uh, look, at, look at verse um, 8. It says, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out, faith and hope. In other words, he believed in the reward. Um, go out in place which he had received as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in, the, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, and, and the heir of, with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city which was, has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So it talks about Abraham, another prominent uh, character in the Bible, how he, how he um, acted in faith. God told him and took him away from his family and said, you're going to be a, a father of many. And he went out there, you know, he went out there and did that. And today we have the nation of Israel. Today we have Jerusalem. Today we have all the things that came by faith. And Abraham never ever actually going into the city himself, never actually seeing it for with his own eyes. He believed that was the reward system. And he's got a great reward coming to him. By faith, Sarah herself also received faith and hope, received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, one from one man, 
and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which, by the, which is by the wheat seashore. Now listen to all of this. These all died. Listen. These, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. That's so good. That's so good. Listen, listen. It says, and these all died in faith and in hope, not having received the promise, but having seen from afar off where were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They acted like it was so even though they didn't have it in their hands. They acted like they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Even though there was no evidence of what they were believing would actually come to truth come to pass for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland how many of you seek a homeland and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out they would have had opportunity to return but now they desire a better that is a heavenly country therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them I want you to know this today and there's so much more in that particular chapter that I'd like to read to you, but I'm not going to this morning. Um, but if you read it for yourself, Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about many of people who died, who, who fought, who, who slayed giants, who, who killed uh, warriors, and, and all of these wonderful things they did strictly out of this, this hope that was given substance by the word of God. They believed in the reward. Let me tell you something. A lot of times we come to God because of, of what we want him to do for us now. Nothing wrong with that, and he has done many things for us now. We, we, we seek him for, for the things. And sometimes that also creates disappointment for people because they, they, don't, they, they try to put God in this box and believe that he's going to do certain kinds of things. And, and he has. He's given us promises, healings, all that kind of thing, prospering us, all those wonderful things. But n nothing even compares, the Bible says, to the no suffering that we go through now can compare to the glory that awaits us. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that we go through now can compare to the glory. It, it awaits us. And so we are anticipating a, a new place, a new home, a, a wonderful place in which God says, you know, that when we die is gain. We're going to be with Jesus in heaven. But also, when Jesus comes back, he's going to settle his kingdom down here on the earth. You know, many times you're here in a funeral where people will say uh, they're going to go home to be, with, to be with the Lord. In actuality, it's only a half truth. They're going, to, they're, they're going to go be with the Lord, but they're not going home yet. Home, home's going to be back down here. We're going to live forever with Jesus upon this earth. Man, I, I use my imagination to kind of imagine what that's going to be like. I, I still believe that many of the things we enjoy to, today, we're going to be able to enjoy when we establish the earth, his existence back down here on the earth. I believe that a lot of the things that we, we, we look at and say, you know, one day I'm going to climb Mount Everest. You know, you're going to be able to do that if you want to. If you want to. I, I truly believe that when he establishes the earth, because remember, that was the purpose for the original earth was for man to come and, and, and to live down here and to exist and to, 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 uh, to take authority and, and have dominion on this earth. And it all got messed up, but it's coming back to that again. That's our hope. And that hope produces in us, it produces in us ministry. We can go and tell other people about this wonderful hope, and the bigger that hope is, the more easy it's going to come out of our mouths. Not only that, we can, we can tell them about... Um, um, uh, you know, we can, we can be more uh, uh, generous while we're here, right? Because we're not trying to keep this stuff. I mean, I wonder, what, what are you going to do with several million dollars? I mean, think about that corporate world. What, what can you do with millions upon millions upon trillions of dollars? It, 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 when we have access now, because we know we're not building a home for ourselves here, we can use it for other people and other things. 
And, and, and one other big thing about hope, and we'll close with this, is a hope will cause you to live right. When we have a hope in Jesus Christ, when we're thinking about him, when we're considerate of him, the Bible says, when those, let me just read the scripture to you and then we're, we're done. Did you, all get some, did you all get something out of this this morning? Listen to this. This is all the more urgent. For you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day and we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral thing or in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. You know, hope is a wonderful thing. And when we embrace the hope that is for us, a true and, and um, a confident uh, expectation of the reward that's coming, uh, let's live a life that is consistent with our hope. Like, I don't want to act crazy. I don't want to go out and do all kinds of things. I, I, don't want, I don't want Jesus to come and find me doing something that I shouldn't be doing. You know, I want to, you know, I want to see him with my hand in the cookie jar, you know. And so hope, hope, living with that hope every day, thinking about it every day, thinking about his presence every day, it'll cause you to live right. It'll cause, think about it this, this way. H- how, would you, how would you live your life if the doors of your house were always open and your best friend and most holy friend could walk in at any time? And on that... I'll say amen. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you and praise you for this day. And we thank you for the word. We thank you for hope that is generated and comes into our life by faith, by believing your word. Your word, as we believe it, creates substance in our life. And that substance is called hope. It attaches, it attaches us to our hope your word it lets us know that it is a reality it's a present tense reality now even though we can't see it or feel it or touch it we know it deep on the inside it's as real to us as the things that we do see now i pray this morning father there may be some here and some watching us by television some watching us by television who have yet to make jesus christ the lord of their lives but, they, but God has slowed their lives down and, and they're listening right now. And they need to make a change in their lives. They need to accept and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, He so loves you, that He gave His only begotten Son, that who would ever believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's so easy. It almost seems unreal. And if I may quote someone who recently said these words to me, it's the best deal in town. And it truly is the best deal in town. There is nothing that can even come close to matching that God simply says, believe in his son, Jesus Christ. Turn to him and receive him as your savior. No one knows what awaits us tomorrow or even the next hour but you have control and command over right now you can do something with your now your n-o-w and so if you're listening to me online right now and you know that things are not right with between you and god and i'm not talking about right as in the way you're living or right as in uh you're not going to church i'm talking about right as in you don't have confidence that if you were to die today, you'd go to be with him in heaven. Well, I want to make sure that before we close this morning, that you have an opportunity to make that right. 
according to what the Word of God says, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That there is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. And that God, wrath is against all unrighteousness. And you don't have to remain unrighteous before God. God wants to clothe you with his son, Jesus. So if that's you out there and you say, you can just lift your hand up in your house, wherever you are. Just lift it up as an acknowledgement. Yeah, that's me. And I want to receive Jesus into my life. I know that some of you are watching because family members are members of this church. Maybe some of you are, are watching us for the first time and you have no idea who we are. But God slowed you down to listen to this this morning. Let's make things right today. And I'm not talking about your behavior. I'm talking about the condition of your heart before God. Say these words. God in heaven, your word tells me that if I will confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, that I shall be saved. I believe that Jesus truly is the son of God. And he came into this world to make me right with him. Jesus, I invite you into my heart this morning. I turn from my way of doing things, my way of living, my way of wanting my own way, and I surrender my life to you today. I acknowledge that I've done some things that were not right, some things that were wrong. I'm guilty before you, but I receive Jesus into my heart right now, and I receive your forgiveness. And today I start a brand new person. If you prayed that this morning, I want to welcome you into the family of God. I want to welcome you to, to the life of a born-again Christian. To be born again simply means to be born from above. That means that something new, brand new, has taken place on the inside of you. You are a new creation. And so continue in that lifestyle. And the way you do so is continue reading the Word of God, learning more. God will reveal to you now, and the Word of God will become more meaningful than ever before because your eyes will be opened up to it. But you are now just as I am and just as everyone else that's a believer is. You are, we're no different, and you are no different before God than we are. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.